Welcome to Her Enterprise with me, Melissa. Hey, and me, Kelly. And it's me, Nicole. Join this group of entrepreneurial women building community and masterminding through our problems. So we can all lean into your values, cut what doesn't serve you, and grow in abundance. Let's get to it, changemakers. Hi, and welcome to season two of Her Enterprise. We are so happy you're here. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Okay. All right. Hi, changemakers, and welcome to today's episode. We're going to be talking about time and the boundaries that we need to create so that we have time for our work within the scope of our families. So hi, Kelly. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. My voice is a little scratchy. We are just coming out of our own little COVID quarantine. And so I have a little extra flavor to my voice right now. But otherwise, I'm doing really great. Um, yeah. I'm All right. Good. And how about you, Nicole? How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks so much. I'm coming back from a little mini vacation. So I'm in a good mood. That's for sure. Hmm. Great. And I'm Melissa. Yeah. Welcome to season two, everybody. Let's get the ball rolling. Yeah. So I am excited that we're covering this topic um, because I think it's so important, especially as you're starting your business or as things are going. Um, and when it's like, sometimes it starts as a side hustle. Sometimes it like has a structure. But when you're an entrepreneur, like you get to be the one who makes makes time for your business and you get to be the one who sets those boundaries or for like the container of what your business is going to look like. And I think that's such a great opportunity and responsibility and it can be hard to kind of manage it. And I think there's different phases that people go through. I was just reflecting like how when I first started, it was like um, nights, like I would just work when I would meet clients for client meetings in the evenings because my husband was home to watch the kids, but then it became my business was busy enough that um, instead of just, I would, all my evenings would be busy and then I'd just never see my husband or, or kids and it, that just never happened. So then once I was able to be more established, I was able to like, hire a sitter and have things during the day so that I could have family time. And then now I have more of a structured time with my business where I'll see clients during this, during the day and we have childcare set up for that. And it's just kind of a pretty clear, it's not really a nine, a 10 to four schedule, right? Like <laughs> a clear 10 to four schedule multiple times a day. But it's interesting to kind of see that progression. And um, I think sometimes too, if we're not careful with how we prioritize our time or where we put it, then um, our the demands of our business can just kind of take all the time everywhere. And so mm -hmm. um, I think it's, fun to like go over tools that 
um, really help us. Like in this stage, like I'm a huge, like full focus planner, <laughs> like mm-hmm. proponent. And that's really helps me like lay out what does my ideal week look like, even in imperfect situations. So like right now we don't have all the childcare I wish we had, but like I can map out ideally in a good week, um, like Monday, Tuesday, Friday, I see clients and then between 10 and four. And then like Wednesdays, I see you guys or different days I have Zoom meetings or um, other activities like doing back end book work on at another day and just kind of like making clear boundaries where I prioritize work in those times enables me to like see my family at night or do other different things or um, know that it's, it's, I'm dependable to my clients where it's like, nope, every, every Monday, Tuesday, Friday is when they can book for me. So then they can, it's like a reliability for them. So then it's like every, every Monday I see certain clients. So it's consistent, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so true. And, and it's funny, because even if you're working, I guess, a nine to five, like boundaries on around work is still something people struggle with, like, even if you are working a normal nine to five. And I, and I talk about this in some episode, um, where I think that that uh, experience of working a nine to five and setting boundaries within that structure really kind of helped me kind of understand like what I needed to do once I was on, on my own. Um, because at, at the company I was working with, like, you know, you can work overtime, you can um, stay there. And if you're, a, um, if you're a salaried employee, then you're not paid by the hour. So you could end up staying there forever. Um, but you can <laughs> never leave early. If you finish your work early, you can't ever leave early, mm-hmm. but you can end up staying there extra hours um, and quote unquote, not getting paid for them. So I think that was one of the things that me and my husband talked about early on with kids that it was like, you know, uh, we need to make a hard line here of when it's time to leave work and go home and have time for our families. Um and so, yeah, that, that was helpful because during having that conversation while we were both um, W-2 employees helped that when we when I transitioned out of that um, uh, through a layoff, but <laughs> still planning to take time just to be with family. And I started working on, you know, blogging and trying to do my own business and build that. We, ha- we already had an understanding that, you know, there's certain time that's work time and there's certain time that we can make for family time. And so I always, like you said, you go through phases. And in the beginning, when I first started blogging, my daughter wasn't in school yet, but my son was. And so I'd be able to drop him off. And I feel like routine really helps when it comes to time and boundaries and kids. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd spend the morning with my daughter, but then after lunch, she knew that I was going to sit down in the in front of the computer for, you know, two hours at least, sometimes till dad came home or till I had to go pick up big brother, but it was consistent. I did it every day. And so then she got used to the schedule 
And she knew that, okay, in the morning we spend time together and then lunch created the boundary that started my work time. And then I could kind of focus. I'd still get interrupted sometimes, but I feel like even at her age, so like less than five because she wasn't in school yet, she understood. She kind of got used to that schedule. And I feel like that's really helpful um, is that kids can get used, used to that schedule if you're consistent. And so we did it every day. And a lot of times she wouldn't, she wouldn't interrupt me. And then the, the other hard boundary was going to pick up her brother or when dad came home. So that was really nice because sometimes uh, hard boundaries help kind of focus uh, the attention. I know now, like you said, it goes in waves. Now with COVID and everyone's home, it's, it's harder for me to have those hard boundaries for work because there aren't hard <laughs> boundaries in like people going out of the house or coming in. Um, and so, yeah, it, it creates a challenge. And so now I usually have work time when it's bedtime. So that's a hard, again, I, I feel like for me, hard boundaries are easier to manage. And so bedtime is consistent and always the same time because mm -hmm. I have stuff to do after that. After that is my time to do work. And so I don't know. That's how we manage it. Well, I, I like that you brought that up. There's um, a really good book called Simplicity Parenting um, that talks about anchor activities. And it's kind of like what you're saying, the hard boundaries. Like what are the anchor activities that remind your children it's time for a transition? It could be something like lighting a candle on the table because you know you're going to set the table for dinner. It could be something like you said, like dad comes home for work, it's time for mom to stop working or, or whatever that anchor activity is that you can kind of set up around it. And then it also doesn't, you don't have to be frustrated with your children because they know what to expect. And I know with us all home and kids doing school online, um, it can get more frustrating. So if they like with my son, um, who's online learning, and then the other one's homeschooling, right? So I'm doing the curriculum for him for the for that one. We know that we have homemade lunch and like the kids kind of come downstairs and they help me um, work a little in the kitchen. The youngest one's at kindergarten and she's thriving. So I'm not taking her out of it. She really loves it. Um, but that really helps them. Like even we make lunch. Dad can sometimes come from in his office and have lunch with us, but sometimes he can't. But they know we're going to eat a meal together and that's lunchtime and that's no one's on work. Mom's not working. Middle mm. son's not working at school it's time to sit down together. And those things um, can really help when we're looking for boundaries, especially around family time. And like, I'm really bad with remembering what time it is. If I'm working, I can get really deep in and work for six or seven hours without looking up. Um, and that's great because I can get a lot of work done, but it's really bad if you have your three kids at home, you can't do that because they won't hope it's not a good um, plan. So I just, I like the idea of having those boundaries and for us, um, we take mini vacations before big projects. Like if my husband has a big work project coming up, he usually will be like, hey, I have this big project coming up. I know I'm going to be kind of stressed out. So we'll try to take like a three-day weekend, which is what we just did. Um, he's testing a new online platform for education for this big college. So it's busy. It was really nice. It was just us away at the beach with our kids. It's still warm here in Texas. So it was fun to go swimming in the in the Gulf and um, that's another way that we know, like when a big thing is coming up, like if you have a plan and you kind of see, Hey, when does my work get busy? Or when is going to be like, if I'm going to be pushing a book or whatever we're working on, let's look around and plan. When can we fit the family time in? 
um, for those times when you might be burning the midnight oil. So that's another strategy we use. Yeah, I've noticed um, something similar like that as far as I know we've talked before about grief and how do we manage childcare with grief, but I've come to plan or like be aware of different seasons of grief, right? So like holidays being a season of grief or like anniversaries or birthdays or things like that around loss. And um, I've noticed that inevitably like, um, like February is a big month or like certain weeks or certain like things so I will, I've come to just plan on something falling through the cracks. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I need, so I don't know if this is how they were like, give yourself extra grace, but I'll like say, I'll give myself extra time so that I, I'm not um, burning the candle at both ends, but that there's like a little bit of time for me. Cause it's like, almost always the past couple of years in February, some I'll make some really stupid rookie mistake that I can only like only credit to grief. And so I think like being aware of those like emotionally intense times. And I actually think um, with COVID, I think with our like clients, like we're coming up on a year of everything being shut down mm-hmm. and like our first holiday in COVID and and a lot of people have had loss. And so mm-hmm. I think being aware of that and then help, helping make sure you have that emotional bandwidth and fortitude to support work and other things, but also just planning like something stupid is going to like fall through the cracks. <laughs> and I just need to like make sure I have extra, like even an extra day to just deal with the stupid thing that I <laughs> like that will fall through the cracks because my mind isn't completely there if that makes sense but yeah yeah and I was just gonna ask a question but then I'm like actually Nicole just kind of answered this I was gonna say you know do any of you have um, moments where you feel like you're gonna be um, like you said super busy or super just stressed out lots of things coming due at the same time and so you have like you make boundaries in your time for relaxing or for unwinding. And so I think, you know, Nicole, you were just talking about how you do that with your husband. And I was thinking like, I feel like for me, it's just, there's moments of like being really, really productive and then moments of being not productive at all. And I feel like this start of November was one of those moments where, you know, I, I didn't purposefully not plan too much stuff in there, but kind of, you know, I kind of made that time boundary where I was like, okay, um, my kids, their schedules are changing right now. So I knew I was going to be like really busy with that because some of them are going back to in-person schooling. And so they're changing the teachers. My daughter has a new teacher now. Um, And then with the election, like I just, I was so completely drained um, like emotionally mm-hmm. and mentally. And mm-hmm. um, for women here, I don't know, we can cut this out if you think this is inappropriate, <laughs> but it, it, I was on my cycle too. So like my mm-hmm. cycle was coming in that mm-hmm. exact moment too. So I was like completely drained. Um, and so the boundaries with that was just kind of letting my family know, just like you have to make time 
for you to be able to be productive and work and finish projects. Like I let them know during that time, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling great and I'm going to be reading. So I did more reading so that I can unwind. And sometimes I feel guilty about that, but I've come to notice this past, like during COVID recently that when I take that time, I almost certainly the next week following am way more productive than if I just try to push through and then do mediocrely and then mediocrely the rest of the time because I didn't give myself the break of, you know, just like feeling my feelings or, or distracting myself with something that wasn't knowledge based, you know, like for fu- science fiction reading instead of like how to, you know, self-improve um, reading. And so, yeah, so I feel like when, when it comes to time boundaries, making time to work almost certainly should have the other side of the coin, which is making time to rest so that you're when you work, you're more productive. And so I was going to ask, like, you know, do you guys, do you either of you, do you ladies <laughs> feel, mm-hmm. you know, that you have those cycles? Um, because it almost kind of contradicts with the whole um, having consistency and, uh, and stuff, right? It's almost contradictory because you're going from like a big mountain to a, a valley. It's funny that you brought up the cycle because there's a whole planner that I used to use around my cycle in particular and around the moon. Um, Kate Northrup is really big on figuring out your projects and when you are in your cycle, when you're the most productive versus when you want to come in. It's like the winter season versus the summer. Um, her website is do less and she has the planner. Anybody who's interested in following up, but um, I feel like it is also consistently a cycle though. That's what I feel like. I feel like you kind of know, especially like, I mean, I'm, I'm almost 42. So I've been around enough, like long enough to kind of know, when my energy goes up and down, like I, I sort of can feel it. I don't know what's going to happen around me all the time, but I sort of know, like I am aware of my cycle and when I might be tired or when I know I might be short with people in my household and be like, maybe I'll want to get a babysitter one of these days. Cause I'm probably going to want to break because I'm going to have a short fuse. Like those are the kind of things that you should consider when you're planning your time um, around your work and big projects and, and just being present for kids versus I need a bath and I don't need to be present with kids. I need to be present with myself right now. Um, those things are important. And I think, I think there is a little consistency in that. Usually it's for me anyway, I'm pretty like, I can pretty much tell when my body is going to be tired and versus when it's going to have more energy. And if it comes and hits me in the face that I didn't know I'd have more energy. Um, hopefully that's when I can lean on my husband. Um, I would say my whole village of neighbors and everything, but it's just, still different now with COVID, but that's what I, that used to be my go-to also was just having, you know, other people around that could support the family. Yeah. I, I find I'm more, it's almost the opposite. Like if I'm not busy, (laughs) so I like having clear goals. So then if I have a week or something where I'm not busy and I don't have 
So if like, I don't have clients, then you just kind of hustle to get clients is the cycle. <laughs> That's the, <laughs> like the work cycle I'm in. I've also been pregnant for four years. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I like, I tend to like, before I have a baby, have a huge creative push. And then I like do nothing for a few months. But um, I, but as far as like work cycle, if I have like a clear goal, like this is my monetary goal and however many um, clients I have. And then if I have those days that are marked out that and I don't have clients, I find um, when I have it planned out, I'm a lot more at ease if I don't have clients because I'm like, oh, I've met my goal and I don't have this like underlying anxiety of needing to hustle, if that makes sense. So that it's like, oh, I have tons of clients. They're coming. I just get extra time to do whatever it is I need to do right now. And I can focus my energies elsewhere. And I think that's been really helpful. Um, I also keep track of things as far as like my work. Um, like I can see my schedule from last year to this year. So then it'll say like, okay, December is always slow for me. But then like the first quarter is always like pretty big. Um, and it, it kind of lines up with when people's HSAs get, <laughs> get revamped or different things like that. Whereas chiropractors or whatever, theirs is the opposite. Like everybody at the end of the year is like coming in for work to get done because they've met their deductible mm -hmm. and they want to get all the work done. So it's an interesting thing to be aware of. Um, and then I don't, but it, it's I mostly use it as like consolation prizes of like, oh, I don't have to feel terrible because I'm not as slow as I was last year. I don't know. Next year is going to feel awesome because we won't get shut down due to COVID and it'll just be <laughs> off the charts. But um, I think that's always a good gauge, too, to compare, like, how is this this October versus last year in October? And I think those comparisons are just seeing um, what are external factors that are in play for people as far as, like, financing and different and just their, like, lives and schedules. And it's really interesting because it's not always what you think it would be for people. So... Yeah. I do agree with the gen. Well, for for me, it's like the new year. People like for coaching and stuff. You usually look for making progress on goals in January. Whereas around the holidays, um, unless somebody needs help managing boundaries with family for holidays, it's not. I don't get as many clients. It's usually like a bigger push in January. Everyone's like this year. You know, my ADHD child and I are going to get along, or whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever yeah. it is. But usually January is like. Um, a busier time. When I was teaching, of course, I was always like very aware of cycles and how kids would be like, even knowing day-to-day -day lessons. And, you know, like if they had Halloween candy the night before, I don't plan to get much done the next day. <laughs> like just stuff like that. You sort of get to know people in full moon when you were teaching, you knew everybody was going to be off their rocker. Like that totally was true. Mm -hmm. um, emergency room doctors will tell you the same thing. Like the full moon affects us. Babies. Um, yeah, they, right. You know about that with the doula, right? So mm -hmm. so I think that we do have, um, we can sort of uh, be aware of cycles in our own business too. Um, I've been trying to set up like my 
Um, I have interviews. I'm trying. I'm doing weekly interviews now to kind of build engagement and just build up education for people that are following me on my sites. And I picked Friday kind of early in the morning, um, not early in the morning, but early, mid-morning. So if there's people in the West Coast, it's early, but if they're in the East Coast, it's lunchtime. So, um, but just trying to make sure what will be a good fit for me. And it's nice. The one thing that's being nice about an entrepreneur is that you can say, hey, what's a good time for me looking at my week? Um, you know, when is a good time for me to report a, uh, record a podcast episode or, or have meetings or all those things? You can kind of build that yourself, but it takes more work because you really have to think about it. You know, things can't just fly, sometimes they'll fly up at you in the face. But if you think about, you know, what's my schedule look like? Um, that's when I lean more like on Melissa, because I always go to you, Melissa, for like the consistent and, and um, boundary stuff with time and um, knowing what's coming up and planning. And that really is helpful um, just to know sort of what's coming up and then be able to build your schedule around. OK, I know this happens on this day, so then I know Fridays would work for that. And knowing my husband's schedule and knowing my children's schedule. And um, we always have a date night on Friday. And it started because this gym had a free gym night on Fridays. And we just kept running with it because we really, we needed a weekly outlet of just the two of us without our family and without work. Um, so that's another thing that came up randomly because it was a free gym night that we started doing. And then we we're like, we need this date night. So I also like that, the flexibility of just being able to plan time, you know, for all the people that matter in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like if you have boundaries that protect the time with your family, then your family is more likely to respect your work boundaries. I don't know. Mm. Is that a question? Is that a statement? <laughs> what do you guys think? Um, <laughs> um, because that was actually something I was going to ask is, you know, um, because when you're an entrepreneur, you don't have that hard boundary again. Hard boundaries are so much easier. You leave, you go to work, you come home, you're home. Technically, your mind should be at work when you're at work. And when you're at home, you're at home. But when you're an entrepreneur working from home and during COVID where you can't even leave to go to the library or go to the coffee shop or something <laughs> like that, then how do you, you know, what do you both do to make that boundary for your work time? You know, whether it's physical or, you know, a consistent regime, what what are your, how do you handle it? I think, um, so with COVID, right, my husband's, my husband pre-COVID could work from home a day or two a week and that was fine. But post-COVID, like he's home all the time. Um, I think we... We just have to communicate so we don't harbor resentment around, like, who's trying to work while kids are crazy or um, who's managing childcare and getting getting a nanny to show up that's never, <laughs> like, coming. And um, I think as long as there's, like, communication around that, but it's also hard because everybody needs something different to feel productive. Right. So, um, Dylan like doesn't just need 
childcare. He needs like the stars to align and childcare to happen for him to feel productive. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, like he has a start routine and an end routine and whatever. Whereas I'm like, I got five minutes, I'll get whatever <laughs> like I can do. And I'm much more able to function in that way. So it's kind of taken a lot of learning. Um, on both parts of like, okay, he doesn't just need a sitter. Like he needs a sitter and like something else to feel productive. So I think making sure that like everybody has what they need to feel productive in their workspace enables them to feel valued on that level, but then also like uh, more able to be present in the home space. Does that make sense? So I think that's the one thing that we're trying to manage with the limited human resources that are available, like in our new COVID era. Like, yeah, I'm not sure if that's as clear of an answer and what we do, but so like Wednesdays he'll go into the office and he gets like an in office day. And then I have my, my client days and we have childcare at home, but that's like, he still feels responsible to be available even if we have childcare. So um, whereas I'm, I'm like, here's my money. I'm leaving. Right. Like, (laughs) so it's interesting, but communicating like what everybody needs, I think so that they can feel productive in the space that they feel responsible for again, can like free you up. So you feel more free to like fully be present at home. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. It's been something that we've been kind of tackling in our house because um, my husband was the stay at home dad for a little while. So it's hard for him to let that go. And if I'm home and working with the children, he knows I'm here. So it wasn't a babysitter. It's me. But if I'm working on something, um, and, you know, one of my children might wander into his office or something. Um, you know, he'll start thinking, well, is he not doing anything? Like, you know, that's what his mind goes to. And and that's fine. Like, we just have to work out. There are times when I'm at, let, you know, he has an hour of free time. I can't always tell him right before he has a meeting, hey, your son has an hour of free time. So if he seems like he's wandering, it's because he has free time. So that's when the communication can really matter because you want to say, hey, just so you know, after we do our math lesson, like this is specific, I want to tell my husband, after we do our math lesson, your seven-year-old son is able to go play with toys upstairs or he might wander in your room because there's a TV in there. We took it out of the living room because I didn't want the kids on TV as much. So we have more control when it's in our room and just things like that. So I think that's where the communication piece is also important because my husband's in like four meetings in a row, but he sees my son maybe one time come in for a break and then one time come in for another break, but doesn't know the schedule. And he's used to being the dad. He's like, wait, is he engaged? You know, what is he doing? Um, so you have to make sure you communicate those things where, you know, when are the breaks? What's the schedule? So that, I mean, even if you can just look up and see the schedule, oh yeah, 11 to 12, my son has a break. And if it's 11.50, he'll be like, oh yeah, he's on break time. Instead of being nervous, like, is he engaged? Or is he supposed to be online, but his mom got on a call or something with a client? Because that has happened. I've had a client call. And sometimes my client calls are long. If someone has a crisis, I've helped somebody um, working through with a child that was really upset and we got the child to calm down. It was really great. Uh, but mommy was definitely not around for that half an hour. 
And, you know, and that wasn't a scheduled break time. So, you know, things pop up when you have clients and stuff, but I, I really agree on that communication piece of being like, this is when they have breaks. This is when mommy can work. This is when mommy doesn't work. Um, this is when mommy's on school with the kids or, you know, doing the homeschool or whatever it is that we're working on that we have to keep the household running. Um, I take my son grocery shopping with me, which I've started doing since he's virtual school. And it's really fun to go and do those things with their children. That, that's something that's good from COVID, just being with my kids more and doing, they're more invested in some of the household stuff, um, which wasn't the case when they were at school as much. So that's been a blessing of COVID. I don't know if that was, that's way off tangent from your question. Also, <laughs> I just had to round out the story with something positive, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Like, both of you said when you're at home and your kids at home and you're trying to do work, sometimes you feel like you're still on, you know, like you're still on and you have to manage everything. Um, so like right now during these calls, um, for me, it's always helpful to know, you know, when are they and can they be at the same time every week? So that way I can let my family know what the schedule is kind of going back to that story of my daughter after lunch. You know, if, if it's, if it's consistent, then I can have, um, then my, then my family can get used to that schedule and it becomes less of an issue. And so for me, again, I don't know. I just love physical boundaries, everyone. <laughs> I just close my door. You know, I tell them, I warn them at the beginning of the day. I tell them today is uh, her enterprise meeting day. Um, sometimes when we don't have recording sessions, then I leave it at that. When we have recording sessions, then I let them know I'm going to be recording. So I need you both to, you know, um, not be running around up and down the hallway screaming at the top of your lungs. Uh, not today. Today is not that day. Uh, so, you know, I can let them know. And then my husband knows too, because I actually have to get on this call before he gets home. And so mm -hmm. the kids know, and then I close my door and, you know, I kind of create that boundary. And I guess that maybe that sounds not great. I don't know. As a parent, leave your kids outside in the rest of the house. But again, yeah. I feel like part of the things that come with boundaries and um, creating habits is doing things little by little as they grow up. And so, you know, my daughter entertained herself when she was, you know, even younger than this, when I was doing that writing stuff, I would sit at the kitchen table, I could see her but I wasn't engaging her because I set up a routine where she would learn to um, self. Like entertain herself? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Entertain mm -hmm. herself. And yeah. she needed to be able to do that for a good amount of time, like hours. And so now I, I guess I'm not as, um, I, I'm not concerned. I don't feel fear for their safety or anything mm -hmm. like that because it's something that we build little by little and so maybe this tip or this information might not be something that if you've never done it or you're always in with your kids, like you can't just flip the light switch and then suddenly start, you know, closing the door and it'll all be great because it's not something that you've built into the habit. And so it's like it's just building that habit little by little and then 
now I'm at the point where I can, I guess, reap the rewards of creating that habit earlier in life of, you know, them self-entertaining and reading and drawing. And right now they have schooling. But when my husband comes home, you know, he sees the doors closed. He knows it's Wednesday. He knows I'm on a call with the Her Enterprise ladies. (laughs) And so, you know, he knows I'm going to be busy till five. And then, you know, we we figure it out after that. No, so. I, I think that's so helpful. And also, like you said, as your kids grow up too, your kids aren't toddlers. Your children aren't toddlers anymore. You know, they, they do get, as they get a little older, and like you said, if you've shown them the way and they practiced it, <laughs> you know, they keep practicing and they can do more and more. Um, I mean, I don't know, just like anything. You just got to keep, keep being consistent with it, especially and especially for children if you're working from home, I feel like working from home is, I think everybody loved it in the beginning. And now everyone's kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like mm. If you have kids at home, you know, it's just different. And so you have to keep on adjusting and figuring out how that's going to work best. Um, but yeah, that's really important, Melissa, what you said, that you just kind of do it little by little, let them see what they're capable of too, because they are mm-hmm. capable to play by themselves and not scream and go out of control. I mean, my kids definitely have that time where they're howling with the dog. So the dog's howling and all the kids are howling. I'm like, how is it this loud? And we have tile because we're in, you know, South Texas. So everything's echoing everywhere. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but we haven't done that on a podcast day yet. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're good. You know, it's, yeah. it's good. It's and good. So question statement, I don't know. Um, that I also wanted to say, though, is we were talking about boundaries for work and how um, if we respect family boundaries, then maybe then our family can get used to respecting work boundaries. And so something I found challenging lately is I used to not be a big phone user. Like um, I didn't walk around with my phone all the time. Like I would put my phone down in the room and people would call me and I'd miss their calls. And I text people three days later because my phone was not attached to my body. Um, But now I've kind of gotten into the habit of it being attached to my body. And so some things for work you can do on your phone, you know, like, um, and so sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I can, you know, respond to this tweet which is quote unquote work because I'm engaging with my audience. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so then I might be distracted though. I might be distracted during the time that I'm supposed to be playing with my kids or during the time that I'm I'm doing something that I'm supposed to be more in the time zone of family time. And so I found like that's been a struggle. And so now I need to like break that habit and say, even though I can technically have my phone and maybe do a little bit of work, maybe um, it might be better to just like not to just put, you know, kind of get back into that habit where I put the phone away. So that way I can be more focused when it's family time and more focused when it's work time. Cause sometimes when I feel like, Oh, well, if I have my phone on me, I can deal with it later. I might not be as productive during the time that I'm actually focused on work because I feel like I can take care of it later, right? Um, or maybe that's just me. But but that's been challenging because I feel like now you can open Google Docs and all these things like on your phone, you can 
do so much more than just text message and call, right? There's so much you can do on your phone that you could be working all day, every day, all the time. And so that's, that's where I've, I've been trying to like respect more my family time. So that way when I'm on the phone or that way when I'm on my work time block, my block of work time, that my kids aren't interrupting me. Because like you said, my kids aren't little anymore. My son is 12. And so he'll call me out. He's like, you're supposed to be, I mean, even my daughter, honestly, like at (laughs) seven, like they'll call me out. They'll be like, well, you're on your phone. So I don't know if this technically counts. Like we're supposed to be watching a movie together or we're supposed to be playing and you're on your phone. You know, this, you know, you, you tell us like, we're not supposed to bother you during work time, but you're not spending time with us. And so I don't know. Maybe my kids are just like, I don't know, but they, they'll call me out. And so now I'm yeah. like, okay, well, I got to respect that family time so that they can respect my work time. No, I totally agree. And what I find will happen is if I'm on my phone, my son has a phone, my 12-year-old does have a phone, and he'll pull it out. He actually got that back when we homeschooled, and he used to ride his bike everywhere in sixth grade, and he we could walk to things back before COVID, and he needed the phone. I don't know how much he needs it as much as anymore, but um, it's he'll get it out. If I'm on my phone, he'll get his phone out where we could be talking. We could be having conversations. We could be, you know, I never get it out in the car that much unless I'm using it for directions. I'll ask him to put directions on when we're driving so that his phone's used for that and then I'm not talking. Um, I think it is really hard, Melissa. I have a five-hour screen time limit on my phone for all my social media apps and stuff. Um, I know five hours seems like a lot, but seriously, like every day I go through it and I don't let myself, like I'm supposed to be an entrepreneur, I'm supposed to not spend more than five hours a day on work. That was my goal. So I set all those different apps that I use for work on screen time limits. And that way I can't, after five hours, of course, you can say, remind me in 15 minutes with the, with my child's phone. If it goes off, it goes off. If you have it on a child's phone, they can't use it um, when your kids get that old. But I... I can, I can say 15 more minutes if I'm just like responding to something or it's a client. But usually once the five hours is up, I'm like, nope, I said five hours and it's over and I got to stop or I'll get it on my computer. You know, after the kids go to bed, I'll get on my computer and do work. But once the phone screen time is up, I don't let myself do it anymore. It's really helped me. And I I think is a physical boundary when it says, hey, your screen limit is up. And I'm thinking five hours on a phone is pretty long, but I'm doing most of my work on the phone. So I'm like, well, that's a five hour work day. And that's kind of like what I wanted. So, you know, you have to figure it out as you go. Yeah. No, my big thing is I have to split my phone number from my like, I still, my business phone number still just goes to my cell phone. And I'm like busy enough that that shouldn't be happening. (laughs) but it's like a hairy mess that I it's a beast I don't want to deal with yet (laughs) so So Nicole just talked about a tool that she uses which is the five-hour timer uh, on her phone to create those time boundaries what do you um, really rely on Kelly for your time boundaries Yeah. So it's, it is that like full focus planner and that like they have it mapped out where it's your ideal week and then what's your ideal day look like. And then you can, then that helps me be more intentional with how am I using my time to support my goals, whether it's like in business or personal life. 
or wherever. And so that was just a really good way for me to kind of like um, focus my energies and be directed. And then, um, and then I also like just got convinced a bunch of my friends to use it. So I had like that support around using it as well. So yeah, that was one of my favorite tools. I could talk about it for ages <laughs> on how to go through it. But that kind of helps me when I have four hours, like how does this this time that I'm using, how will that feed into my like my week and my like bigger goals for the year? So yeah. Awesome. Cool. Great. Yeah. Thank you guys all. We I think you all have great tips for managing family time and work time. Hey, Changemakers, thank you so much for joining us today on episode 012 of Her Enterprise Podcast. It's season two, and today we talked about time management. We had some tips and we had some stories, and I hope with those stories, you were able to get some information that inspired you, but also made you feel heard. We have so many things on our plates when it's work, family, personal projects, our health, our wellness, so much on the plate, and we need to make time and buckets. And part of that is creating boundaries and creating space. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, and thank you so much. The ladies from Her Enterprise are a woman's collective of knowledge, inspiration, and connection. We are change makers. This is a podcast for the whole person. It is for you and your business. Let's grow, let's flourish, let's rise with her enterprise. Are you ready to be a change maker? Hit subscribe.